0: Chapter 10 of Betty Baird's Ventures by Anna Hamlin Weichel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Holly Jensen. Chapter 10 A Returned Manuscript. Dear Madam, we thank you for the privilege of examining the accompanying manuscript and regret that it does not meet our requirements its return does not necessarily imply that it is without literary merit and may not find a market elsewhere respectfully yours the atlantic monthly betty read through the coldly courteous slip without a break but at the end she swallowed quickly that lump in the throat that seems in some mysterious way to be the source of our tears she ran up to her room threw herself on the window seat flinging her arms on the window sill and cried heartbrokenly mrs baird and lois who had listened to the reading of the slip remained on the porch shall i go up asked lois with solicitude no it is better for her to cry out her disappointment alone yet how i longed to run up and kiss away her trouble as i did when she was a baby lois went over to mrs baird's side and smoothed her hair gently it must be hard when you find the trouble too heavy for kissing away but betty will soon get over this you know she never allows anything to down her very long i knew she could not possibly have anything accepted by the great magazines but it seemed better to allow her to try her strength her greatest desire now is to help her father after a good cry betty felt better she wiped her eyes and leaned out of the window to cool her face and smell the sweetness of the flowers the old-fashioned garden came home to the young spirit as never before it spoke to her of lives well spent even though they were lives that had had a narrow compass the boxwood beaten by wind and rain yielding up its bitter-sweet tang was to her fancy the fragrance of their memories like strains of far-off music so shall thy memory be like the fragrance of boxwood shall thy memory be such a solemn fragrance she said leaning still farther out to follow the box winding away to the white gate in prim plump bunches mrs baird and lois waited suddenly mrs baird felt two strong young arms around her neck and a cheek as soft and smooth as satin lying against her own mother i do believe you are worrying it is all right i might have known how it would be it was downright conceited to send anything there i'll stick to my garden and preserves who wouldn't be contented with such a stock of goodies dear dear child said mrs baird drawing betty down on her lap i am too heavy for you mother let me lean my arm on your knee said betty she sat down on the step and leaning her folded arms on her mother's lap looked up into the tender face now this is comfy she said but carissima you must not take my disappointment so hard I am going to make my way see if i don't and the old atlantic and the pacific too can't keep me from succeeding i felt all along that it was an impossible beginning and it seemed cruel to let you try only to be disappointed no it was not as if you could be cruel anyway i felt worse over the pickle failure that seemed such a meek beginning that i could not believe the envious god's success would call me down i must try and try again betty sat up straight with determination written on every feature on the mobile mouth so given to laughter the daintily upturned nose the firm round chin while it flashed from the dark eyes that laughed and cried at once those deep wistful child eyes that drew hearts to her you see i did get my mother's cookery journal to publish something i will be more modest and stick to Katie's literature she laughed gaily and began at once to plan another article why i may become an editor who knows of one of those departments everything now is photographed and i can take pictures even if i can't write essays i saw a notice of a prize of ten dollars in the girl's own page for photographs of the prettiest girl's bedroom i shall send a picture of mine Excellent, applauded Mrs. Baird, delighted that Betty could begin again with such enthusiasm. It's the very thing, cried Lois. Won't we have fun arranging the room? Scrumptious, agreed Betty. What do you say to taking in the picture as much as we can of the bookshelves, my desk, and the chest of drawers? Perhaps we can manage to get in the pretty dressing table too with this prize i shall have made eleven dollars and twenty five cents minus stamps counting the article on a nook in my garden asked mrs baird who could hardly keep track of betty's receipts yes and i haven't the least fear of not getting this prize everyone says my room is so attractive and original too in many ways by this time betty was standing up all alive with energy and her face lighted by the lamplight shining from the hall where old Katie had placed the student lamp was bright and eager it is so good to do things mother she cried i will begin tomorrow and arrange my room to the best advantage i must get the picture in before the middle of the month dr baird hearing their voices came out on the veranda Betty brought a shawl for her mother's shoulders, and together they sat in the cool evening. This is indeed a marvelously beautiful spot, said the doctor. I wish I had more time to enjoy it. Wait until I'm one of the editors of my mother's cookery journal, cried Betty. Then you can give up going to the city and live out here all the time and write books, Latin ones that is a very attractive prospect daughter said the doctor smiling affectionately on her and patting her head father began betty after a long silence and in the dark her cheeks grew crimson they the atlantic sent back my essay on twilight the doctor showed no particular surprise indeed what do you propose to do now he asked i shan't give up literature for one disappointment betty declared no doubt i began too high on the ladder and so i shall start on a more modest round my mother's cookery journal and shall send a prize photograph of my bedroom that sounds promising answered her father and the darkness hid the smile of pride he felt in her pluck and resolution i shall go over my essays again and see if there is not something that will do for the magazines I am writing a short story dotty makes such a love of a baby heroine i am indeed pleased to see that your zeal has not waned because of a single disappointment oh i couldn't give up you know for i love to write and then in time something is bound to be accepted the next morning betty and lois studied the prize room from every point in order to secure the most artistic picture they put the chairs into new places moved tables shifted the magazines on the table made the literary table more literary rearranged pictures and brasses put flowers into quaint receptacles and padded the pillows and threw them with studied carelessness on the window seat there exclaimed betty in a tone of finality and she stood in the doorway and surveyed the results of their efforts i think that is simply perfect now if i can get a good photograph of it i know it will win the prize i am sure it will win said lois with quick sympathy it is certainly the most charming room i ever saw and how could it help being with such an occupant and lois ended with a profound bow to betty flatterer said betty with a severely reproving look now for the photograph now for the grand work of art from which Miss Elizabeth Baird, some time of Weston, Pennsylvania, is to reap fame and fortune. End of Chapter Ten. Recording by Holly Jensen.